0: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and each account of all the different healings, so that we can get the full picture. Because when you first read them, it sounds like, uh, you know, there's just similar healings happening everywhere all the time, and there is. Uh, but but when you realize that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are four accounts of the same thing, then you realize, oh wait. <laughs> you got to put the accounts together to get the fuller picture. So that's what we're doing. We're in our fifth week of that. We're working our way uh, through. And how we're doing this is we're going through. I know you guys know this, but it'll it, this bears for tonight's uh, flow tonight. Uh, we're using Matthew as our primary guide. And we're going through the book of Matthew, and we're looking at every healing as it takes place. And then we're going to go and find the accounts in uh, primarily Mark and Luke, because John doesn't record um, as many of these. And, uh, in fact, very few of these, because um, John's focus was uh, on another area. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, so um, when you go through the, through the Gospels, uh, the perce- the, they don't all tell it exactly the same way.
1: And they don't all tell them exactly in the same order either.
0: Correct, and they don't tell them all exactly in the same order. Um, And up till now, it's been very much so in the same order. order. You know, we can find the same accounts in the same order. Well, today, uh, you're going to have to really use your thinking cap because today um, we're looking at a period of several months of time. And when the disciples wrote or the apostles wrote down... Their um, accounts. Accounts. Um, they wrote it. After, most of them wrote the wrote their account after Jesus was crucified. So they're having to go back in their memory.
1: And sometimes years after.
0: Right. They're having to go back in their memory by the unction of the Holy Ghost and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and record them. So the timing can be. So what? So what looks like um, an inconsistency in the Bible is just a difference in how they perceived the time period. You know, um, I know Jackie and I are both very detail-oriented when we tell about things that have happened. And we'll begin to say, oh, well, on this day, this happened. We go, no, wait, 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 stop. That didn't happen on Friday. That happened on Thursday. Uh, And we'll start to say, well, this happened. Oh, wait, before we tell you that, we got to go back and tell you what happened on Tuesday. And so that's kind of what happened here in the Gospels. Uh, Whereas
1: when I tell a story, I don't remember the dates or what time of the night it was or, or, or what somebody was wearing.
0: He's not as detail-oriented. But, but I remember what happened. Right. So uh, when we look at these accounts today, we're going to kind of be jumping through a couple of different chapters uh, and, and to, to get the, whole, the fuller picture. Um, we just had our prayer time. We've already prayed for the service, but, of course, we'll pray one more time just for those that are just now joining us. So that you can get in agreement with our prayers and then we'll begin the word in Matthew chapter 9.
1: All right well Lord, we come before you tonight gathered together to, to learn of your, your healing and uh, um, that you have provided for us and that that, that that we are to be able to do the same thing or we ever, we'll, be able, we'll be able to use you your authority to perform the same things that you did.
0: So we're yes. learning
1: about those things. So, Lord, we ask that you help us to get this right and to get it down on the inside of us and, and to build our faith towards doing that, Lord, because we need faith in order to be able to lay hands on a complete stranger and ask that for them to be healed. And, Lord, we just want to do what you want us to do. So we're, we're learning and we're, we're, we're drawing closer to you and we want to be more like you and we want to be your disciples and therefore do the things that you did because your word says that we will. So we thank you, thank you for thank leading you. and guiding us and giving me and Pastor Robbie the wor- the words that need to thank be spoken, you, the words that are just right for here and now, the words that thank are for you. the people listening online and here in the room. Thank in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, Satan, Lord. we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy, and you will not disrupt this service nor the minds of those that are here or thank the spirits. In Jesus' mighty That's name. Right.
0: Or those Amen. that hear the message online. Thank Amen. you, Father. So we're going to pick up in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Last week we looked at um, Jairus' daughter being raised from the dead and the woman with the issue of blood. Verse 26, he had just raised the daughter. And then in verse 27 is where we're going to pick up. So Matthew 9:27, 27, um, and it says, When Jesus departed, where was he departing? He was departing Jairus' house.
1: And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny, he told him to see
0: <laughs> <laughs> one more verse,
1: all right, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: see we can see you now,
1: but they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country
0: now this is this is one of the unique healings in that this is the only account of this particular healing that isn't that's recorded. Matthew, for some reason, is the only one that recorded this. But there's some pretty amazing things about, about receiving healing revealed right here. First of all, notice that it says, And when Jesus departed, hence two blind men did what? Followed they followed him. him. They went after Jesus. They went after Jesus. So if you need healing... So you kind of
1: got to wonder how two blind men follow someone.
0: Well, as I, I thought about that. How are they following them if they can't see them? <laughs> but obviously, they they can hear him. They can hear the crowd. They can, you may perhaps they can hear him talking. Uh, but they're following. But 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 really, if you think about that, they're blind. How are they following? How much do you know? That means they're having to put forth some effort. Yep. They're having to, exer, to exercise some effort to follow. And I could just
1: picture this in my, in my mind. They're, they're 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 following the sounds of the crowd. They know that Jesus is in front of them, and they're crying out Jesus Jesus wait we need you
0: right right I mean and it just it it just simply says um it says and that they followed him saying thou son of David have mercy on us so they were they were they were exhorting they were um exerting some some energy and some effort they were putting some effort forth and they were showing that they would not be denied Uh, see a lot of times uh, when people need healing, they'll just say, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. And they're very passive. They're just waiting on the Lord to come down and give them a touch. They're just waiting on the Lord to do the Lord's part. Well, no, the Lord's waiting on you, the sick, to do your part. Amen. The Lord's waiting on you, the sick, to act in faith. And so, and it doesn't say that Jesus turned and responded to them the first time he heard them. Notice it said that they followed him and that they were crying and saying that doesn't say they it doesn't say they cried one time it doesn't say that they said one time they were speaking continually they were speaking see in order to receive healing you've got to speak health and healing over yourself repeatedly why because the bible says that you have what you say you know, Jesus. When God created the world, He didn't just He didn't just think it. He said it. Now, when the, when the Father God speaks, it happens the first time, because He knows that He knows He's the God of faith. He's the Creator of faith, and He knows that when He speaks, bam, it's going to happen. But how much you know? We don't believe ninety nine percent of the stuff that comes out of our mouth. That's true. I'm yeah, I'm being I'm being pressuring when I say ninety nine percent. But I, but I said it that way to get your attention. Hey, you know, how much, you know, we don't, there's, we say a lot of stuff that we don't believe. And because we say stuff that we don't believe, it's hard for us to, to believe in what we do say when we need to believe it. This is why the Bible tells us to be slow to speak, slow to speak. We need to be thoughtful and purposeful in the things that we say so that when we speak, our faith can go out. Can you imagine if every time you spoke, what you spoke happened immediately? I was listening to, um, I think it was Brianna earlier in the church today. I think she said, I just love her to death. I just love her to death. She said it about four or five times talking about somebody that she really looked up to and, 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 and kind of had an honor for. And she said, I just love her to death. Can you imagine if, if, if her words, it created that situation? Well, I love to ride into the grave, is essentially what you're saying. I love to ride. Well, wait, no, wait a minute. That's not what I mean to say. But see, so that's why he, they had to come crying, and Jesus didn't respond the first time. Basically, what Jesus was looking for is, do, are you, are you, do you believe it? Like if I say, because here's the deal, a lot of times, and I'm not trying to be ugly or rude, but a lot of times we'll make a request once, twice, and if we get to a third time, we go, well.
1: Guess it ain't happening.
0: They're done. They're done. You know, and so Jesus said, well, they're making a request. Do they really, do they really want what they're requesting? Do they really have the faith for it? So notice that that here it says that that they're following him. I mean, just the fact that they're blind and they're following Jesus indicates, Jesus, we want what you have.
1: Well, don't you know if you were blind and you knew without a doubt in your heart that this Son of Man, this Jesus, that, that that he could heal that with just a touch or even a word, don't you know that you'd find a way to get to him? Right. I don't care how blind I am, I'd find him.
0: Right. And that's another thing that people say, well, I hope that Jesus... You know, they'll hope and they'll pray, but they won't do the work to find out what God, that God does want them healed. They'll hope and they'll pray, but they won't put the effort to come into a healing class. They'll hope and they'll pray, but they won't put in the effort to get into the Word and find out what the Word has to say. They'll hope and they'll pray, but they won't put the time in and the effort in to confess and to build their faith. They won't put the time in to meditate on the Word and, 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 get, and build faith within themselves. So, you know, that's why I said. This is the only account of this, but there's a treasure trove of information about healing here. And it says, and when he was come into the house. So here's Jesus. He's walking down the road. These guys are behind him. Now, I don't know how far Jesus' house was from Jairus' house, but obviously they were walking for a little while, and Jesus went right into the house. How much you know that would have been discouraging? How much, you know, if they went in and Jesus went in the house and closed the door, they could have said, well, I just heard the door close. That's it. I guess Jesus isn't going to heal me. I guess he didn't hear us. You know, he didn't hear us. He didn't care about us. He didn't have compassion on us. How much, you know, most people would get offended at that. Most people would come to the church. Listen, This happens. People come to the church going, I'm going to get healed in that service. Now, they, they've not done any prep work. They haven't built their faith. They haven't, they haven't meditated on the word. They haven't, they haven't done anything, they've not done any faith actions, they've not done anything, but they find out that there's a certain preacher in the house, so they come to the house to hear that preacher, they come in for the sole purpose of having hand, that preacher lay hands on them so that they can be healed, and they don't even hear what the preacher is saying during the sermon. I've seen this time and time again. They're sitting in their seat itching. They'll even disrupt the preacher and say, can you lay hands on me? Can you lay hands on me? I've seen them do it. Can you, I, I'm here to get healed. Can you lay hands on me? And the preacher will accommodate them and lay hands on them. And guess what? No healing takes place.
1: They got their, they've got their faith in the wrong name.
0: Right. That's right. They've got their faith in the man and not, and not the God. Their head's in their way. Their emotions are in the way. And so they come in, or they'll come to the church and they'll say, well, that breach, you know, I'm going to go and, 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 and they'll have a healing line and, uh, and they'll lay hands on me and I'll be healed. But the Spirit doesn't move that way. The Spirit doesn't move that way, so there's no healing line. So then they go out the door and say, well, I guess God didn't want me healed. No, God wants you to come back again. And God wants you to come back again. And,
1: maybe and God wants you to in. come back
0: again. <laughs> and God wants you to get the Word in you. He wants to get the word in you so that he can build your faith so that he can get you healed. So how much do you know? When Jesus walked in the house and closed the door, they could have said, Well, I guess that's it. Jesus doesn't want to heal me. No. Jesus wanted them to exert some faith. He wanted them. He wanted to, he wanted them, he wanted to see that they meant business, that they meant it. He said, and it says uh, that Jesus came into the house and the blind men came to him. The blind men came to him. Russ, guess what? The blind men went to the door and opened the door and came in the house. They went to the door, opened the door, and came in the house.
1: They weren't taking no for an answer.
0: That tells <laughs> Jesus they're not taking no. It wasn't their house. It was his house. And they went to the door and locked in the door and said, they said, said, he went in the house. Look at what it says. It says, and when he was coming into the house, the blind men came to him. Came to him. Don't you know the Bible says that if you you are seeking the Lord, if you'll knock, he'll answer? Amen. They came to the door knocking and saying, Jesus, we're coming in. And then look at how Jesus responded. And Jesus saith unto them,
1: Believe ye that I am able to do this.
0: So he said, so, so, here they came knocking to the door. They came to the church, and but then, but Jesus still wasn't convinced. Jesus said, "Do you believe I can do this now?" Jesus put him on the spot now Jesus see, their thing and and honestly they could they could get over into pride, go to this morning service, they could get into pride, and they could say, "What do you mean? do I believe you could do this? Did you not see me following you? Did you not hear me crying, Lord? you know uh, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Did you not hear us making a scene and commotion? Did you not see us come, knock on the door, and come, and come and open the door and come in? And you and you have the audacity to ask me, do I believe? Well, guess what? That happens. People will come to the house, but they'll come with no belief. So Jesus said, "Do you believe? Do you believe?" And, and they, what did they say? They
1: said, "Yea, Lord."
0: <laughs> they said, "Yea, Lord. Yes." There was no hesitation. It doesn't say, well, they hesitated and they thought about it a while. It doesn't say that they pondered in their heart. They immediately responded, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In other words, that that response, yes, Lord, is, Lord, I surrender to what you are able to do for me.
1: And you'll notice that the yay was capitalized. Yes. That means there's emphasis. They said this with feeling and yes. and, and conviction. Yes. Yes, we do.
0: Yes. They, this was a yes from the Spirit. This was a yes this was the yes of faith. Yes, Lord, I believe that you can do it. Yes, Lord, I believe. And look how and, and what did Jesus say? Or what did Jesus do there?
1: He, then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, be it unto you.
0: Did he say according to my faith? No. Nope. Did he say according to the Father's will? No. Nope. Did he say according to my power? Nope. No. He said, according to your what? Faith. Your faith. According to your trust in me. So here's the deal, and this happens. They could have followed him. They could have knocked on the door. They could have come in. He could have asked the question. They could have said yes, and they still could have had doubt in their heart. And guess what would have happened? Nothing. Nothing. Because they could have been going through the acts through mental ascent instead of heart instead of faith in the heart. And so God said, Look, the level of your healing is not dependent upon me. The level of healing that you're gonna receive is completely dependent on your faith. See, it's not God holding back your healing. Somebody online needs to hear this. It's not God holding your healing back from you. It's not. And and here's the deal. And you can't say, well, if I could just get enough faith. Because God's given you a measure of faith. And God's told you how to get your faith to grow. You've got to grow your faith by putting the time in to hear the word, to meditate on the word, to speak the word over and over and over and over, to lay in your bed of sickness and say, well, I wish the Lord would heal me. I wish the Lord would heal me. I'm waiting on the Lord. You're never going to get healed. You know, just keep wishing and hoping, because wishing and hoping isn't going to get the job done. He didn't say according to your wishing and hoping. He said, according to your faith, faith. Romans 10:17 says that faith comes by, by hearing, hearing the spirit spoken word. So what does that mean? That's what does that mean? That means you've got to say the word and 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 speak the word and talk the word over and say the word and say the word until the word drops down in your spirit and becomes a spirit spoken word to you and then that's when your faith when you've got the feather the, the the measure of faith that you need and then you take that faith and you act on it then you'll receive your healing just that, like that but you've got to do your part
1: and some of you're saying but i but but preacher i come to church and i hear the word and i hear the word and i hear the word and nothing's happening well how much you know y- you can't just rely on just the time you spend in church. That's right. I mean, most people spend maybe maybe 3 to 3 to 4 hours a week or well, some people don't even spend but an hour a week, week in church. But that's One not enough. That's not enough to grow your spirit. That's mm-hmm. not enough spiritual bread to grow your spirit. Okay. You have to speak the word yourself at home. That's right. Or on the job or wherever you are. That's in right. order to grow, for your spirit to grow. Otherwise, you're just barely keeping it alive. That's right. If you fed your dog three times a week, would it stay alive?
0: Barely. No. Barely. Might,
1: probably not. Right. It, if, it, if it did, hey, it, would look, it would look, pr- look like one of them them dogs on one of them um, commercials. Yeah. yeah, one of yeah. them uh, ASPC commercials. You don't want to do that to your spirit. Right. If you don't want to do that to your dog, don't do that to your spirit. Right.
0: right. Listen. You cannot, listen, you, you, you feed yourself three times a week, you, or, or as many, as what most Christians do, one meal a week. You, I go to church once a week. I'm faithful. I'm in the house every week. I don't understand why the Lord won't heal me. Well, honey, you are pretty, you are, you're causing your own spiritual sickness. If you think about it, how weak would you be? How sick would you be if you fed yourself, If you physically fed yourself the same amount that you physically feed your spirit? That'd be pretty weak. Smith Wigglesworth, and, I, and I'm still endeavoring to get there. I haven't arrived at this. But I think, man, that man had it going on. No wonder he walked in the power that he walked in. Smith Wigglesworth made it his lifestyle that every time he fed his physical flesh... He fed his spirit body. He kept a New Testament uh, in his pocket. And uh, in, in their day, when you when you traveled, uh, you would often stay and somebody would host you in their house. And so he's in their house. Ha- and many people do this. Many people say, well, I'm a guest in their house, so whatever their custom is, that's what I'll do. Smith Wigglesworth was bold as a lion when it came to the things of God. And he'd sit down at their table and he'd graciously, you know, before they would eat the meal, he'd make sure that they blessed the meal, if that wasn't their habit. Uh, he would bless the meal. They would eat the meal. And then before he allowed any, now this is not his home. But before he would allow anybody to leave the table, he would say, now we've fed our physical body. Now let's feed our spiritual body. How much do you know? That should be, that, that's, that's how you're going to walk in the power of God. But so many people are feeding their body, their spirit, man, their faith walk. They're only it, feeding it in the church once, maybe twice a week. Now, not in this house. We've got a good house. We, y'all guys come in Amen. for multiple meals a week. But even that, but even then, we still need more. But even that, you get to eat. Even if you come, even if you come let, now let's think about this. You come Sunday morning, that's a meal. You come for prayer at 5 o'clock, that's a meal. You come for service at 6 o'clock on Sunday, that's a meal. You eat good on
1: Sunday.
0: You eat good. You eat good on Sunday. But then you don't eat again until Wednesday. And on Wednesday, you only eat a light one-hour meal. That's it. Four meals for the week. That's it. So if you're not feeding yourself at home, how, how easily are you going to grow? You know. And, I'm saying, and that's if you make every service. That's if you make every service. Oh, and then you get a bonus meal once a month when you come for prayer for the nation. Woo, we get a bonus meal that day. Get a little, we get a, we get a little extra. All right. Oh, it's a five-week five month. We get three extra meals if we're lucky, you know?
1: i tell I tell you, if we fed our spirits the way we feed our bodies, we'd be fat.
0: That's right. We'd be spiritually fat. Spiritually That's exactly fat. right.
1: Imagine what we could do with spiritual fat.
0: That's right. Glory to God. So he said, according to your faith. And then, it, and then, but look at what it said. And their eyes were opened. Were they lacking faith? No, they weren't lacking faith. They did what they had to do. They went after it. They acted on faith. They spoke the word. They said, we believe. And they did. They put it, it says, and their eyes were opened. Glory to God. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, love it, see that no man know it. Now why did he why did Jesus tell them don't go don't tell anybody what I did because this is this is this is at the tail end of the beginning and after this point I don't think we really see this much after this point where he said where I think somewhere close to this point he stops telling people don't tell anybody um because and the reason he was telling them that is because he knew that as the word got out it would draw him closer to his crucifixion, and he knew that he needed as much time as possible to be the example for as long as possible as could be. So that's why he was telling them that. It's not that when Jesus heals you or does something for you, you're supposed to keep it hush hush. That had to do with the time period of of his ministry. So let's keep reading on from there and let's look at now and as I said, that's the only account. And typically, as we've seen, Matthew doesn't typically give us that much insight for each, for each healing. We kind of get a little thing here. But, it, but in this account, Matthew gave us a lot of details where we could draw a lot of spiritual truths. And, it's because, and I believe it's because the Holy Spirit said, You're the only one that's going to give the, story, the account, so you've got to get these truths in here. I mean, we could quit right now and say, Man, we learned a big thing about healing today. Just off of those few verses, but we're not going to I want
1: I want to, I want to keep going. dwell on the on the on the time spent growing your spirit just yeah. a minute yeah, go ahead so now Jesus before he did all this, he went out and spent forty days and forty nights with the Lord yeah, grow in his faith, grow in his spirit
0: and, For- and and after the forty days he spent many times, he would depart and go pray
1: and he would, he would spend days praying. But just those forty days and forty nights, that's that that's forty times twenty four, that's five hundred and sixty hours that he spent straight growing his spirit to do this stuff. That's right. We spend if we're if we're just at church and we do nothing else, we spend about five hours a week. How many weeks is it gonna to take to get five hundred and sixty hours? Years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Years. Yeah. yeah. So five hours a week for 52 weeks. What is that? That's, yeah. So.
1: That's like 10 years. Two years. Two years.
0: Two okay. Years. But, I'm sorry. I but, was
1: I was doing the math wrong.
0: But here's the deal. But, but see, we go. Oh well. So two, if I if I'm going in church for two years, then I'll have the faith. No, because while you're feeding, you're also pouring out and, and you're leaking and, and, it.
1: And you're leaking faith. You're, you're always leaking, leaking faith. faith. You have to fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, it until it's pouring out right. all everywhere, right.
0: so, all over everything. Yeah. So really, really, you're so spiritually empty by the time you come back in that you never catch up, that you never catch up, which is why we have to meditate, meditate, meditate. Glory to God. Well, let's keep reading on this, and, and we could spend a long time on build yourself up, build yourself up, build yourself up. Yes. Um, but, but I think we've... Uh, made that point for the
1: moment
0: <laughs> so let's let's move on
1: <laughs> all righty where are we going
0: well keep going
1: oh keep going down <laughs> okay uh, <clears> throat> thir- throat> verse 31 but they when they were departed spread abroad his fame in all the, that country
0: how much you know when jesus does something wonderful for you you're not going to keep it to yourself
1: i'd have a hard time
0: you know when jesus <laughs> does something wonderful for you you can't keep that to yourself
1: and we shouldn't.
0: We're we supposed shouldn't.
1: to tell everybody. You know,
0: people are going to be like, "There's something different about you." Yeah, buddy, there's something different about me. The Lord Jesus came and healed me. I mean, come on. If you've been, if you've been, if you've been laid up, sick, and miserable, depressed, and whatever else, and all of a sudden you're out, you're smiling, you're doing good. People are going to notice, and they're going to ask you, and you're going to be so in love with Jesus because He's transformed your life so much. Of course, you're going to testify. Of course, you're going to testify. See, if,
1: if Jesus did one wonderful thing for your life. And you went and told ten people that it happened in church, just assuming it happened in church. But if you went and told ten people, i bet you at least one of them would show up here.
0: Yeah. Glory to God. It might take them a while, but eventually they would.
1: And then when when all of us went and talked about that, it
0: wouldn't be long before
1: its place would be slam-packed. That's right.
0: Glory to God. Well, let's, let's see if we can get right. to verse 32. <laughs> verse 32.
1: And or, as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. This doesn't mean he was stupid. This means he couldn't speak.
0: All right. So that word dumb means to be catatonic or, or mute, unable to speak. But notice it says, as they went out. So, So here...